You are listening to the S Editions Earning More podcast with Brittany Hagemann, episode number 96. Welcome to the Estheticians Earning More podcast. On this podcast, we talk about how to love your esthetician business without the hustle, exhaustion, or overwhelm as it booms into a successful business. I teach simple ways how to approach your business that gives you your life back while still growing a profitable business. I grew BLH Beauty in San Diego to a six-figure business, and I learned a lot along the way, which I'm excited to share with you here. So let's get started. Friday. Welcome back. How are you? I hope you're having a great week. I'm really excited to share with you today's interview with my friend Sarah Meldy, the owner of Clary Skin Care Studio in Spokane, Washington. Sarah, we talked about it a little bit in our conversation. She was one of my advanced mastermind estheticians in my advanced group that I did last year. If you listen to last week's episode, I'm not doing it this year. I'm focusing mostly on my Confident Acne Specialist, which is a group program for new acne specialists, and my one-to-one coaching program for my more um, experienced esthetician business owners that are booked, busy, probably burnt out, and need either help with their burnout or need help in a project of their business, like opening a storefront or hiring a new employee or something like that, and they want help and coaching along the way. That is who I work with in that. And I'm actually taking, um, I have two openings for a one-to-one client. So if you're in that situation in your business where you're pretty busy, you're booked, um, you're probably doing easily over $100,000 a year, then let me know. You can, in the link in the show notes, you can apply to work with me and um, I'll see if you're a good fit working together. Um, Okay, so Sarah... Gosh, we went on a re- retreat, which I we will talk about in today's episode, and we got to talk face-to-face in my first face-to-face um, interview for the podcast, which was so fun. Sarah is a ball of love and light, and it's such a fun, fun episode. Um, let me tell you a little bit about her. She is driven by a desire to clear up her own skin. She quickly found a passion for skincare and is dedicated to helping clients find the results they wish to achieve. She's been licensed and actively working as an esthetician for 17 years, including seven years in a clinical dermatology setting prior to going solo and opening Clarity Skin Studio in 2012. She specializes in holistic acne care and corrective facials, is certified face reality acne specialist, MBK Acne Detective, and the creator of Vividly Clear Skincare Solutions sold exclusively to her clients. Please welcome to the podcast, Sarah Meldy. Great. Let's go. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to have you on my podcast. I know. In person. You're the I first. I know. I think podcast I've recorded in person. This is exciting. This is so exciting. I'm looking at you face to face. I know. And, and we're not talking. through a computer. <laughs> How many months have we spoken through a computer? Well, uh, many five months. What is it? Did when we did it start? May. Yeah, it May and May, May into September. I think it was five months. Yeah, five or six months of just talking, and now we're in person. Hello, it's amazing, and we're sitting close to each other for the <laughs> listeners, so you can hear us both. Yes. So it's it's fun, but um, let's start. Okay, tell me how you say your last name again. Meldy. Meldy. Okay. Just ignore the weird J. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Sarah, tell us. 
um, what you did when you graduated high school and okay. kind of before you decided to become an esthetician. So I graduated in 1998 from high school. I was valedictorian of my class. I didn't know that. Quite a perfectionist. Yes. <laughs> um, so I went to a little tiny school, middle of nowhere, Missouri called Truman State University. Okay. Um, fun fact, that is the school that Jenna Fisher went to from the office yes and uh, I never knew her but she was a couple classes before me Um, but I was a theater major in college I always loved live theater I couldn't think of anything else that I wanted to study but because I was valedictorian it was pretty much expected that I would go to college even though I had no clue what I wanted to do okay so I went to theater um I, I loved every moment of it. College was amazing. I had some amazing friends that I met. I really learned about myself uh-huh. and that I could go anywhere in the world and not know a single person. And I was going to be okay because yeah. I was able to do that in college because Missouri is a long ways away from Spokane. Yes. So, um I knew nobody when I went there, and it was really scary. And I'm an introvert. Yes. So it was doubly scary. Yeah. But I also, I knew that the adventurer inside of me needed to go Mm -hmm. and see what it would be like. Yeah. So theater major, um, graduated from college 2002, and then I had a professional acting job out in North Carolina. It was... um, Christian Musical Theater Company, and I did one show there. It was a fantastic experience, but it was after that that I realized I did not want to do professional theater. It was so much different than college theater, and um, so I moved back to Spokane and um, worked at Bon Marche better known as Macy's. (laughs) I did that for a while. It was just a seasonal job that went on to be more. Um, And then I started doing little theater things in Spokane, like community theater. And um, you needed to have evenings off, which at Macy's, they needed you to work whenever. Yeah. Kind of like your experience at Target, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then... I worked for a cardiothoracic surgeon Uh for a year, and then at the end of that year that I worked for him, they were going to close the office. I was not going to have a job anymore. Um, My acne was ridiculous. I could not figure it out, and so I found out what an esthetician was around that time and decided that sounds like the right path for me. Mm -hmm. I need to figure out how to fix my own face Mm -hmm. and then help other people do the same. Okay. And so went to esthetician school 2004, graduated at the end of the year, and um, just kind of had a conglomerate of jobs for a while. So um, at that same time, my church asked me if I would become the theater director for the drama ministry at the church and that was such a dream because I was able to use my gifts in a way that would help people to just be more inspired and illuminated in their life Mm -hmm. and so I wrote plays and skits and did that for seven years and I loved it I loved every minute of it it was stressful at times but 
ultimately it was amazing. Um, so then I did that. I started off at a salon where I was renting my own room and I had no clue what I was doing. And I just used the product line that the gal before me had. And then I also ended up getting into a dermatology okay. office. Um, 18 months into that, I was like, I cannot make this solo thing work. I don't have a clue what I'm doing here. I've always wanted to work with acne, so I'm going to work for the dermatologist full time. So then I worked for him for about seven years total and left there to have my baby. Okay. And so I had my daughter in 2012 um, and just operated kind of on the side out of one of our little side rooms while my daughter was little and then I went solo again in 2017 right joined okay. my hairstylist salon and that's when I did have a clue and I knew I wanted to specialize in acne and I had a lot more focus and confidence in myself mm -hmm. so I started off um it was a little slow in the beginning but once I specialized in acne and I niched down to really focus on that that's when things just sort of erupted mm. in my life mm -hmm. um so yeah so I didn't know I'm so it's so funny to me that you're a valedictorian oh really <laughs> For the listener, Sarah's told me a lot of this story the past few days, but the valedictorian is a really interesting point of that. Like you, it kind of like you, you know how to go after something if you want something, yes. right? Yes, I do. I, um, came home with my first 4.0 report card my freshman year. It was, it was the first quarter and I was like, yay, I got straight A's. Woohoo. And my dad he may have been a little intoxicated that day when we talked on the phone, but he said, you know, if you do that for four more years, then you'll be a valedictorian and I'll give you $20,000. And I was like, <laughs> really? And he's like, wow. yeah. And so then the following week when we talked on Sunday, cause we talked every Sunday, um, he goes, so I think I may have opened my mouth last week. <laughs> And I said, yeah, you kind of did. And he said, you know what? If you can do that, then you deserve it. Okay. And so I was, I had a goal. I had a mission. I knew I was going to have to pay for my own college. Okay. And I just, I went after it. And I, I would have to say I was definitely a perfectionist. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Um, the older I get, the less I care about yeah. that kind of stuff. But back then it was... I got to be perfect. I got to be perfect. I got to get straight A's. Got to get straight A's. Yeah. And it was, it was definitely stressful, mm -hmm. but I did it and I was just so proud of myself. Did you get $20,000? He did. He, he did. did. <laughs> he did make good on that. Okay. He did give it to me in, in chunks leading up to it because he, he saw the signs and he's like, you're totally going to do this. And so when I was a junior, he helped me buy a car. Okay. And that was part of that. Okay money that he gave me but ultimately yes he gave me twenty thousand dollars okay so that was the daddy scholarship and, and and then i got lots of other scholarships okay to go to school too so when i graduated i had maybe ten thousand in debt okay. total very very doable yeah 
Yeah. So, okay. So then I love the other part of your story that you were going, you went to college, you didn't know anyone Mm -hmm. and you just decided like, you're going to do it again. Yep. Right. And like, it was a great experience for you and you Mm -hmm. had to put yourself out there and all of that comes with. You know, if you ever leave some, your home area to go to college, there's a lot of vulnerability and a lot of, like... Yes. I would say back then, I was definitely raring to go. Okay. I really, I really was looking for some adventure. Now that I'm in my 40s, I'm very comfortable where I'm at. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to shut down and move my whole life out of Spokane. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. But yeah. back then, it definitely was like, let's go. Let's do something exciting. Yeah. And you didn't know. I mean, it could have been a disaster. You oh, just went totally. for it. It could have been a huge disaster. Yeah. But I, I've i always believed that you can craft your own destiny mm. if you want to. Okay. So what do you mean specifically about that? Like, you can craft your own destiny. Tell me more about that. I feel like God has a plan for you. And... If you get up and take action, yeah, he's gonna direct you, yeah, where you need to go. Um, so I could have stayed in my dorm room and hidden away and never talked to anybody or done anything, but instead I went out and I made the decision. I I'm either gonna just sit and be alone forever. Or I'm going to get out there and meet people and do well and find opportunities mm-hmm. to get involved. Um, and one of the ways that I did that, being in the theater department, you're not really allowed to be an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's the thing about theater is you're not yourself on stage. Right. You're, you're playing the part of somebody else. And I loved that. Mm. But when I have to be myself in front of a, a large amount of people, that's when I become a turtle and I just mm-hmm. want to hide away. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, back to crafting your own destiny is, you know, you just have to know what you want and be willing to do what it takes Yeah, to get there. Yeah. But you, I mean, you've, you know, you went from the theater where you could be someone else mm-hmm. and you had to figure out how to translate that into having your own business yes. and you're putting yourself out there and you yes. couldn't be someone else. You had to be you. I did have to be me. <laughs> so tell us about that. How was that for you? Did you at first kind of just feel scared? Did you feel... I was terrified. Yeah. Tell me all about it. <laughs> when I first graduated, I mean, I knew in uh, beauty school was great. I knew I wanted to be an esthetician. Once I realized that was what I was supposed to do with my life, I just nose in. Uh I'm here to learn. I am here to get better at my skill Mm -hmm. and other people's drama is other people's drama. Yeah. You know, it's the, not my circus or monkeys saying. (laughs) Yeah. So I just, you know, I just nosed in, um, put on the valedictorian hat again, I guess. And (laughs) did what I needed to do. Um, but going from school to the real world is scary. Yes. And I talk to my college students about this all the time. Um, you have to learn how to apply what you used in school into 
position that's going to pay you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to make that juggle right away. So when I joined this first salon, it was very exciting. It was, it was beautiful. I spent a lot of time setting up my room and, um, I, but I didn't do the research that I should have done out of school to find what line was going to be good for me. I just was like, Oh, I'm taking over this gal's business oh, the clients she's not taking anybody with her i'm gonna need this machine and this product line so that i can continue to serve them well not everybody came back sure it was like crickets mm. like where are all the people that they said we're gonna come see me and there was a handful yeah um and i'm definitely thankful for the ones that have stuck with me over the years but i didn't know how to be a business owner yeah they did not teach you that no. in esthetician school. I tell clients who are interested in aesthetics now that esthetician school is like kindergarten for skincare. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to teach you like how to not run with scissors yes. and how to, or not run with extractors and <laughs> how to play well with others. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I love that analogy. I know. (laughs) It's basically learning how to pass the state boards. And then it's a lifetime of learning and a lifetime of research and study to get good at your craft Mm -hmm. and become the best technician that you can be in what you want to do. And and I always tell people, you really need to find a niche. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where the big money was for me is when I decided to quit doing everything yep. and focus on something that I was really passionate about mm-hmm. and believed in. Mm-hmm. And everything just sort of opened up after that. So you had your own business and then you went to go work for the Derm. Yes. Did you, what did those, where did those clients, they just leave when you closed your, when you closed your business? Mm -hmm. Did they just leave or what happened with the handful of clients? uh (laughs) Fun fact. I lived in this cool little building that had, um, it looked like a big castle Mm -hmm. and I lived in the maid's quarters. Okay. (laughs) Of this place. I got super cheap rent. I cleaned this lady's house and did her husband's laundry for cheap rent because I, I don't work and go to school very well. Yeah. Um, so I needed to just hone in on one thing. So I didn't work the entire time I was in aesthetic school. Um, so I needed to live really cheap and this was a fantastic opportunity. So after I left the first salon and went full on to the dermatologist, I had all this equipment that mm-hmm. I had probably still needed to pay off because I financed everything that first time I had no money and that was not a good choice either. Um, but I put it all in my little mouse hole of an apartment because I had this cool little space okay. where I could do that and they could just walk in and, and go there. And it was, it was definitely under the table kind of stuff. Okay. Just, it was a handful of people that I waxed and gave basic facials to. Okay. It's nothing fancy. Um, but they're like, I love you, and I want you to keep doing my eyebrows. And it's like, fantastic. Yeah. Keep coming. And then um, working for the dermatologist, it was, okay, clinical. Yes. Medical setting, and, you know, we're friends. And I'm waxing your eyebrows at the same time. Okay. Kind of thing. Okay. 
Does that yeah. explain that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then you, when you left, you left the dermatologist's office and you started and you were, you were just going to be a mom and kind of mm-hmm. working on the side. Those people came, still came with you. Those few people. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you have some people you've been seeing for yes. however long now. I have, um, one client who came to me from the very beginning. I want to say it was September of 2000, 2005. That wow. Was, that was when I was at that first wow. salon. And uh, she's still a very dear friend to me. Wow. She is my medical director now. And I have helped her, her daughters. Wow. Um, even a bonus granddaughter has come to me and so yeah it's just they just have followed me everywhere yeah I've been so I was in that little mouse hole and then when I met my husband we got married I moved into his house which was then our house and they kept following me all over the place okay yeah my business clarity skincare studio opened after my daughter was born actually no she was still cooking um she was due December, and I opened Clarity in the September beforehand. Okay. So it was a few months before. And when I got the business license, the okay. salon shop license, everything for being able to operate totally legit okay. and everything. Okay. Um, not that the salon wasn't legit. It was. Um, but, yeah, that's that's when... That's when you I rebranded. I rebranded. I focused in. I had a better idea of how to be a business owner. Okay. How to run your financials in a smart way and make wise purchases. Okay. Rather than, here's here's credit card. <laughs> so talk about that. I think that's a really important thing that a lot of new estheticians, you know, overspend on mm-hmm. things that they think they need or they see people having. Yep. So talk more about that. Yep. So when I opened Clarity, I had gone through the Dave Ramsey program to get out of debt. Okay. And it totally changed my world yeah. to be able to make a budget and have a, a spending plan that made sense. It gave me freedom to buy the things that I wanted to buy um, rather than just going, okay, we need this, 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 this. It makes you think more about whether or not you have a want or a need. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So when we opened Clarity officially at the the hair salon, um, rather than in my spare room at the house, it was, we had saved and saved and saved and refinanced, or not refinanced, but reallocated funds from other areas of our life to open the new beautiful studio that I have completely debt-free okay so you and your husband together mm-hmm. okay yep yep okay. he totally supports me 100 percent in this dream of mine being able to operate a business debt-free is the greatest freedom i've ever experienced in the business world um profit is profit and it's not going to a big credit card bill or right. a financing bill on a piece of equipment right so um, I, I read the book Profit First. Yep. And now every month I put a, I can't do it where I see how much 
every day and, uh-huh. and put that money into the savings account. But every month I have picked a certain amount to put in savings mm-hmm. and then in a profit account. Mm. So I'm constantly moving money around in my my business account. And that, that works for me mm-hmm. because I know that I have this emergency fund in my business mm-hmm. should my derma sweep break down and I have to buy a new one because I need that machine that I use it all the time. Mm. Um, and then I'm able to bonus myself out. Yes. Yes. So I, I pick a dollar amount that I pay myself every month uh-huh. and that doesn't change. Uh-huh. It, it's easy for me because then I know, Hey honey, this is the amount that I'm making this year and we can make our family budget off of that. that. Mm -hmm. I love this. I think that the way that you approach your business, a lot of estheticians have no organization around money in their Mm -hmm. business. And I just absolutely love it because I think it's, it's sustainable. It's, it's how you can keep keep cash in your business. You're not constantly trying to pay a bill and unsure how to Mm -hmm. do it. So, okay. So then let's go back to, so you, you, you and your husband saved money. You opened clarity. Yes. Then what happened? How did your business grow? What did you do to get new clients? Were you, you said you were focusing on acne at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I knew that I wanted to do acne. I started with one line that sounded great and wonderful and beautiful. And I liked the products that I tried, but I wasn't doing the job okay. on the few acne clients that I was mm-hmm. working yeah. on. Yep. Um, so that's when I was basically just reading everything I could and some of the aesthetics groups that I joined on Facebook, which did not exist back in 2005. No, they did not. (laughs) So I was very thankful to find these different groups and read what people had to say. And over and over again, it was face reality Uh is the the go-to line if you want to do acne. And so I researched that I found out that Laura Cooksey was from Montana. So I was like, woohoo, Montana girl. Um, and we talk, talked briefly. And then I ended up becoming the first face reality specialist in Spokane. That's right. And even really Eastern Washington back in 2017. Okay. There were, I think there was one gal down in Pullman for a while because I inherited some of her clients when she moved. But I had people driving in from all over the place once I became an acne specialist. And it was just, that was seeing my dream come to fruition because my acne was so bad in my early 20s. Yeah. Typical teenage acne as a, as a high schooler. Yeah. Got pretty bad in college going from humid Missouri to dry Spokane, back and forth all the time. It's like it would adjust to the humidity, and then I'd go back to Spokane, <laughs> and it's dry, and I still had zits, and it was painful because the products yes. just weren't working yes. in both environments. But of course, I had no clue what I was doing back yep. then. Um, <clears throat> and then, so I did the face reality um, program and it had great success with it and it just blew up my business okay and my confidence in myself in treating acne um and i'm one of those people i'm always learning always looking for the right solutions for my clients and where i live 
and I've done other trainings since then and I'm still doing more and more and learning a ton. Yes. Yes. So you, so you, for your business really grew because of the face reality, like locator mm-hmm. and they would send people to you. Is that yes. kind of how it initially yes. grew? And then my before and afters. Before and afters. When I was able to show, hey, I'm getting these people clear and then really started to brand myself as a solution, a local solution in Spokane uh-huh. to treat acne from the inside out. Okay. Because... So many people, there, there were things that they didn't realize sure. was fueling the fire. Right. And, I mean, when I talk to a new client and I ask them how often they change their pillowcase, <laughs> and they're like, maybe once a month. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so. Back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you don't think about it. No. I mean, my daughter... How often do we change her pillowcase? Yeah. She's 10, and we're going to have to start doing it more and more as she gets a little bit older. But right now, she has no skin issues, yeah. and there's no need to change that pillowcase. Not daily, for sure. No. <laughs> I mean, yes, we change it. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not like you would if you have acne yes. on your skin. And, okay, so... Well, as a side note to the listener, Sarah and I were having breakfast this morning at our hotel. And we're we, on a retreat. <laughs> we are. We're on a retreat. And the woman next to us were telling her that we specialize in acne and what we, everything about us. And she was like, oh, you know, her children went through acne and, you know, Accutane was the option. And we were like, mm-hmm. she didn't even know mm-hmm. that it existed that you could treat acne besides going to dermatologist, right? right. She's, you know, she's... right. You know, not her woman, her, her oh, she was a woman whose children have grown. She didn't even have teenagers anymore. So, so you know, it, it's it's becoming more knowledgeable now that you can treat acne from the inside out in a holistic mm-hmm. way. But definitely new even five years ago. Yes. So then, at what point did you start? I know that Sarah, no, like you still sell face reality, but yes. you you have private labeled as mm-hmm. well. So, what point did you kind of start moving away to your own private labeling and that whole process? So. Face Reality did not have a creamy cleanser. They still don't. Correct. They still don't. Yes. Um, and even the Ultra Gentle Cleanser was not enough for some of the extremely dry people yeah, that agree. live in my town. And so I was like, I have to find another cleanser that's acne safe for these clients. Yep. And I l- looked and looked and looked and looked and looked. <laughs> through all these different um, other skincare companies and I couldn't find anything. Mm -hmm. So that's when I was like, okay, I need to find something that is going to be part of my studio that is not a part of this line. Mm -hmm. So that's when I thought, you know what? I need a cream cleanser and I need a tinted moisturizer and those weren't available yeah. for face reality. So that's when I started to look into crafting my own okay. line. So um, a lot of my formulas are great for anti-aging and acne. Okay. And so that's what I wanted my my line, Vividly Clear, to be was very seamlessly transition from treating acne to treating the aging skin. Okay. Now that we're clear, we're going to um, work on aging gracefully. And how many um, products do you have in your lane? 
Oh gosh. 25 to 30 maybe? You do? Yes. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. I had like five things. Oh no. No. <laughs> because I started to really transition more away uh -huh. from face reality when they started selling directly to customers uh -huh. uh, through their website. And I'm sorry, but I don't do that. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be my client, you need to buy your product from me. Totally. Because then I can make sure that you're getting what you need. Very open about, mm -hmm. you don't have to use the Vividly Clear line okay. to be my client. I just want to make sure that we create something that is going to work for you with the products that I carry. Um, so yeah, I, I have a fantastic mandelic serums and vitamin A's and vitamin C's and sunscreens and, um, moisturizers. I mean, I just, I have everything in the, that line, uh -huh. which I've poured my heart and soul into. Yeah. My I, own line. I mean, I, this morning again at breakfast, we were talking about my skin. We were geeking out. Yes. As, we, as you do, right? So fun. So fun. And I'm like, I have so many wrinkles after having my baby and not sleeping for two years. It's like I went from very, almost no wrinkles to like, I cannot believe any wrinkles I have. And Sarah's like, you need to use my vitamin A. So I'm probably <laughs> going to use her vitamin A. Yay. It's super exciting. So so then my question is, so then you, you also, um, eventually you brought on Antiage. Yes. And now wow. you're also in the Wish yes. skincare line. Yes. So I feel like there's a lot of lines to manage and have products yes. of. There are. Um, I have a pretty big clientele. Okay. Like I, how, how many people? Because big is a vague word. No one really knows what uh, that means. At least 100. Okay. Um, some people continue to purchase, even though they're not seeing me actively in the studio or they've moved, they'll still be like, Hey, can I pick up this? Okay. And so I have a lot of retail customers still. Um, but when it comes to growth factors, there's no way that I could put in the kind of research and find a product that is going to even compare to what the Antioch line right. has to offer. So I have that and I have a lot of clients that are specifically on that because it's just, it's an amazing line. Okay. It really is. And it's very simple. So there's not a ton of products okay. within the Antioch line. I think there's maybe 10. So it's easy okay. to carry that. And then I just recently started partnering with Wish, right? which is um, a lot like face reality, but focuses more on the health and wellness of the microbiome, right? which really speaks to me. Um, and eventually it's possible that I'll phase face reality uh -huh. out and uh -huh. focus more on Wish, Myline, and Antiage. Because Myline and Antiage are, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Those, those are very much products that I absolutely believe in and use daily. And then I, I love what David is doing with the Wish brand and he's just a phenomenal human being too. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So then when did you bring in on Antiage and how did that come apart? And so if someone who doesn't know about that line, mm -hmm. like I didn't know about that line previously okay. talking to you. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh gosh. 
when did I bring that on? I think I started to get interested in microneedling. I had had some microneedlings done from another esthetician in the Spokane area and we were trading some services. And so I tried the microneedling and boy, howdy. I, um, <laughs> Such a fun, you're so funny. Sarah, Sarah oh, just you. cracks me up. Sarah cracks me up. Thank you. Um, the recovery was not fun. Mm. And she had some things, but she didn't retail anything. Okay. And so she just gave me some samples. I mean, she did a fantastic job on the needling. I did feel like I'd been run over by a tractor, but that was, that was the whole point of it. It was to help with the scarring and the fine lines. And I, I mean, she did a really great job and I, I'm glad that I did those treatments with her. Um, but I did feel like it was hard with the recovery. So I started researching what's the best line to use in conjunction with microneedling. Cause I thought she doesn't retail anything. Maybe I could find something else to use next time to help my skin recover. And okay. that's when I don't even remember who introduced me to Antiage. I probably saw it in one of the esthetician groups uh-huh. and started researching it and emailed them. And I was like, had a zillion questions for the rep. And she said, tell you what, let me just send you a few things. You try it and then tell me what you think. Okay. So she sent me a micro stamp. It's like 2.5 millimeters, a little stampy thing and a clarifying ampule of needling solution mm. and then a travel size of the serum and the accelerator so the serum houses the the water actives okay. in it and then the accelerator is kind of like a, a retinol alternative okay and houses your lipid based products so they're they're used in conjunction mm-hmm. together but they're housed in different product packaging and so i tried those things I did the little stamping treatment on myself and I was completely blown away by how great my skin looked and how these products, they were acne safe, big deal for me. Um, And so I was using it and I could not believe how luminous my skin Mm. looked and how great it looked. I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever tried and I'm completely sold. Wow. And so when I started, I started with the stamping treatments because microneedling scared me to like do it onto people. Um, but eventually I did purchase a microneedling device Okay. because I really wanted to help people after they got clear to then work on the scar reduction. Yeah. And I, I don't know, maybe it's the perfectionist in me or the control freak in me, but I just really... I didn't want to pass those clients on to mm-hmm. somebody else sure. and not know that they were going to get the same kind of product support. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I started microneedling and I was sold on Antiage from the beginning, started talking about it with mm-hmm. clients. And mm-hmm. when I get really excited about a product, it it sells. Yeah. And they're high price point Antiage. Yes. It's it's one ninety five for the serum and the and the accelerator mm-hmm. they're sold together um so it's it's definitely an investment but, but it works so good 
good. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, you believe in it, so it's I easy do. for you to sell. And yeah, your yes. skin looks incredible, so it's obviously well, working. Thank you. Um, Forty-three years young. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have any wrinkles, and she's sitting in front of me, and I'm like, I hate you. No, I know, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Oh, Mike, I also really hate that you. I mean, I love it for you, but I hate that you can do microneedling because mm. we can't do it in California. Mm. We can do nothing in California. We're not even allowed to use Lancet. We can do a lot in Washington. I know. I know. That's great. I love that. I love because that was mm-hmm. something that I always feel really was hard for me is like I couldn't help someone with their scarring really yeah. because peels help, but only to a certain extent. And regenerate doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I tried that as a microneedling alternative. Yeah. And I had high hopes for it, but it just... It just didn't seem like it was giving the results that the hype was yeah, all about. The promise was, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, I think it would is a great op- option for people who couldn't microneedle. Yes. It's, it is something that you potentially could do. But since in Washington I can needle yeah. to a certain depth, then I'm like, you should. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, it's a bad, way better option for you. Yes, yes. Okay, so you started private labeling. You brought an entourage. And let's talk about money. We were actually talking about this before we started recording. Yes. And we're like, wait, stop. We have to record this so we can get the, the figures. Because, yes. again, for the listener, you know, one of my goals for the, my, my personal business as an esthetician coach and for this podcast is to really elevate the industry and mm-hmm. elevate that we should make money and we can still help people. Like, yes. you, you are helping lots and lots of people yes. with their skin. Like, both can be true at the same time. Yes. Um, and you can also make a profit, like you said before, and bonus mm-hmm. yourself and things like that. So yes. I know you just pulled up the figures for me before, yes. but tell tell the listener what each year kind of what you grossed. Okay, let's see if goals. I can remember. <laughs> so when I worked in the spare bedroom at my house, I I was so excited to just make $10,000. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it side, is still huge. Yeah. Side biz. Yeah. But still, like, full-on mommy. Um, yeah. And then the the first year was, like, a half year. Because I started in June at Vivid. And that first, like, six, seven months, I made 23000 Okay. So I had doubled mm-hmm. what I'd made in a six-month time period from a whole 12-month okay. time period. And then the following year, I went to 50000 Yeah, it doubled again. Or fifty five. So, it, yeah, it doubled. And then I took a retail class from Daniela Warner and learned how to confidently sell products. Okay. And niched into acne, really. And the following year, I made $100,000. Yeah. And two. So, your second full year in business. Yes. So it doubled, doubled, then it doubled, and then it doubled again. Uh-huh. And then COVID happened. Right. And even though I was shut down for two to three months, I can't remember the exact yeah. amount of time, um, I made $116,000. Okay. And then 2001. 2021. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, just, I just want to be yes. clear for that. I don't want to correct you, but just for the no, listener, it's fine. we're on the I always do this. I cannot talk. I can. Well, I still feel like I'm 22. So, I know. Um, so 2021, um, open year round, great clientele. I'm like, let's see what we can do this year. And I worked my butt off and took clients when I probably shouldn't, but yeah. I loved them and I wanted to get them in and help people clear their skin. And I mean, very, very ambitious. 
full on vividly clear line. I got my trademark and everything. And I was just like, sell, 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 sell. And it was fantastic. And I made $165,000 in 2021. And then in the spring, my accountant said, you owe the government like $16,000 yeah. in taxes still. And I just wanted to cry <laughs> yeah. because I had already paid so paid much already. Yeah. Already. And I still owed. And it's because we just made so much yeah. and they anticipate the government anticipated that I'd continue at that growth rate. And so my quarterly estimates went from under 2000 to over 4,000. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I remember you telling yes. me that. Yeah. And then also, by the way, you owe them a whole bunch of money still. Right, right. So I just, last year, or this year, wait. Yeah, 2022, the year we just had. Yes. So 2022 ended up being more of a year of boundaries. Yeah. And um, working in a sustainable way. Yep. Rather than um, flying by the seat of my pants kind of way. Yeah. So there was definitely a lot of dropping of clients during the summer, but also it was okay mm -hmm. because I felt like God was saying, if you're not going to create boundaries for yourself, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so it happened. Yeah. And I started to realize that, you know, having two clients two really good quality clients who got a $130 facial mm -hmm. and then bought $300 worth of product. Like those are my clients that I want to really focus on. And it's not because they're spending a lot of money. Right. It's because they're dedicated. They believe in it as much as I do. And they have seen the benefit of coming to me and purchasing the products that are recommended for them. And I'm like, these are my people. Yeah. And I'm going to pour my heart and soul into those people. And they continue to come back. They're supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. if, if they stop, then there's a reason for that too. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Right. And being okay with working less and having more time with my family. Because they are by far much more important than my business. But and then you still did one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I don't I think you, I don't think you said that, but that you oh, still yeah. did one hundred fifty thousand dollars with yes. all of that. Yes, I still did make one hundred fifty last year, and it was the first time since opening Clarity that I didn't make more than the year before, and I had to be okay with that. Yes, because ultimately I was paid back in more time with my family yep. and less taxes. And you still made a lot of money. I did. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we started working together in 2022 as well. Yes. And yes. that was a big thing we talked about was the boundaries and you not working nights so you could be with mm -hmm. your family. And, and not working Sundays anymore, which I knew deep down yes. I needed to do. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't want to lose my passion for what I do. Yes. And if I work too much and don't charge adequately for my experience and my knowledge and my skill, then that's not going to do anybody nope. any good. So nope. yes, I am probably one of the more expensive acne specialists in the area, but I also really believe that I'm worth it because yeah. I know a whole lot of crap. 
But even so, I mean, you know, I always like challenge my clients the idea of like, how, like worth. Cause if you feel like you're not worthy, then you won't charge money, mm-hmm. but you just, you are willing to figure out things for your clients. You're, yes. you are there for your clients when yes. you're with them, you're there for them. And mm-hmm. that's what they're paying for. Yep. You don't yep. have to know everything, but you, no. like, like you've said before so much already in this um, interview, like you didn't know. So you researched it. Yep. This isn't working. So you reached some, you researched mm-hmm. it. This didn't work. So you figured out something else. Yes. That's why they're paying you. Cause you're willing to do that. You're yes. not like, well, I don't know. It should work. I told you it should work. I don't know why it's not working. You just like walk away from it. You're like, no, I'm going to no. figure this out. No. Cause I, I want to be the person I needed when I was younger. That is a quote that I live by. And I put myself in their shoes. Like, what do they need from me? Yes. What would have I needed from someone like me? Mm-hmm. And so there, there's a whole lot of passion yes. in this business and how I can help people yes. with their skin. Let's, let's end there on one of the things that Sarah told me that I love so much because you don't almost never hear this, especially in the, in the forums and the groups of estheticians talking, but your, your passion is the teenagers, mm-hmm. the teenagers. I know. Ta- and, and, and like what you just said is that, you know, you, you wish you would have had that when you were teenagers. Tell us why you like working with teenagers and what what that means to you and kind of that whole thing and how you work with teenagers and kind of your methodology around yeah. that. So I know that there's a lot of acne specialists that they don't want to have anything to do with the teenagers. Yeah, yeah a lot. <laughs> um, I have some fantastic older clients too. Sure. Um, but there's just something about the teenagers that is just on my heart mm-hmm. because Okay, my mom was not very much into skincare. She's getting better at it because she has me as a daughter. Um, but I didn't know how to do my my skincare as a teenager. I didn't have a clue. And so it was very much self-taught. And um, it's the same thing with, with these kids that come in and they don't know how to do a skin routine. And now I'm presenting a five steps for them to do. And they're looking at me like deer in a headlight. And so I really want to create something that teaches them how to do a proper cleanse on their face, how to use their products adequately and how to get those results. And there is, a, there is some effort and dedication that needs to come from their part. Um, but I feel like they need to be treated softly Mm. because being a teenager these days is hard brutal it's brutal and i some of my favorite clients are my teen girls junior senior high school even even the gals who are in college Mm -hmm. they're my favorites because they are in a very impressionable age they're looking at boys and they look at their face and they feel like the acne defines them. Of course, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I was there too. Yeah. I didn't think I was ever going to find a husband because of the zits on my face. Yeah. And it broke my heart 
yes to look in the mirror every day and so being able to speak truth into their lives sorry <laughs> oh um, it's so beautiful it's so beautiful sarah being able to speak into their life that they are beautiful and they matter and their skin is not their fault yes it does not define their worth yes that is like my jam yeah. and to see the transformation in both their spirit and their skin is there's nothing like it Brittany. yeah nothing I love your heart so much. You have the biggest heart, full of love. Just yes. so much love in your heart. Yes. It was funny because, again, for the listener, you know, we work together. and I, So I got to know you well, but not as well yeah. as I got to know you the past two days. Mm-hmm. And you're, you described your daughter as just joy. She and joy form. and sunshine running around and singing Christmas songs in June. But I would also, I would also argue that you are joy in the human form as oh. well. <laughs> Speak such kind words oh. to me, and that fills my love bucket. Oh, well, and, and, and that's why you have such great success with teens. For those of you who want to work with teens, this is the, this is the, the energy you bring to that conversation, mm-hmm. is you have so much love for them and yes. so much empathy for them. Yes. And I liked what you said. I think you said you, you, were, you speak softly to them. Yes. And that it's, I mean, they, of course they trust you. I would have, mm-hmm. I would have loved to have you as an esthetician oh, when you. I was a teenager, yes. you know, because yes. it, because you, you do, you are so sensitive. I think I anyone with anyone or not you specifically, yes, but anyone with acne is so sensitive. I would say, you know, yes. their feelings, it's so, yes. such a, it's, it's so tender to them. Yes. I am, I am very soft with them. Um, but then if they've been coming for any length of time and they're still being slackers, I'm going <laughs> to lay down the law. <laughs> I am. I'm going to tell them, you know, how it is and, and say it in front of their parents that um, I appreciate yeah. their coming to me and helping them. And, but there's only so much I can do yes. if your kiddo is not doing their part. Right. And so, you know. There, there has to be participation on both sides of the equation, it's, or it's not going to work. Yeah, but it sounds like the way you set it up is you love them so much mm-hmm. at the beginning that the relationship is established so you can give them that t- love, yes. love. Kind of like I do with my clients. And sometimes yeah. I, I give you a lot of love, and I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're not doing that. You know, and I can be tough with my clients because mm-hmm. they know the love is there, yes. the, the empathy, the, the support is there. Yes. And I'm not just telling them no from the beginning. And they're like, what the heck is yes. happening? Yeah. And I think part of my consultation process is to educate them mm-hmm. on their skin particularly. Yes. Like, this is what you're struggling with. This is, these are the foods that mm-hmm. you are sensitive to. Yep. Because we, we talk about diet and everything. And, you know... Helping them understand their own skin. Yes. And then when they go to college and they make poor dietary choices or get too much stress and then they come back and see me sometime then and their face is blown up a little bit, then we can talk about why. Yeah. And it's a reminder of, you know, let's find some ways to de-stress and to remind yourself to treat yourself gently mm. and with love. And let's also think about, you know, getting the salad <laughs> in the dorm <laughs> rather than, you know, 
picking it out on cereal. Or yeah, something or pizza like that. or whatever. Pizza, yes. <laughs> and, like, that you can't have that. Sure. I am definitely, let's, let's do things in moderation. Yeah. Enjoy this. Enjoy that. Life is meant to be enjoyed. Yes. Don't just punish yourself and cut everything out. But if you know that you are sensitive to peanut butter. Yep then don't eat it. Or just know if you eat it, you're going to break out. It's okay. Yeah. It, just, it is what yeah. it is. If I eat a peanut butter cup, I'm going to get a zit. Yeah. I know it. If I eat an <laughs> almond butter cup, I'm fine. It's crazy. So, yeah. No, it's how it is with a lot of people with acne. I know we were talking, Sarah and I were talking about earlier today that I, at least not in the last 10 years, has diet affected my skin, which mm-hmm. is, I feel lucky. I always feel guilty eating dairy and things, and I know so many people can't. I know. <laughs> we were eating yogurt this morning, guys. <laughs> we can eat yogurt. We can eat yogurt. <laughs> been so fun i've been dying to be on your podcast for a really long time but i was afraid to ask and then today i was just like when do i get to be on your podcast well for the listener if you've done over 100k you can ask me to be on anyone who asks me i will say yes if you're over 100k but i was gonna i was so funny because i was gonna ask sarah to record and then i was like i don't want her to feel like she has to do this for me. I didn't. I don't want to put you in this position where you have felt like you guilty mm-hmm. to say yes because I wanted it to be really about your experience this week. So it was perfect. Yes, it was. It was like because I'm over here going, please ask me to be on your podcast. And I was like, oh thank God, she said yes. yes. I was. I was really wanting her to say. Like I wanted to ask her, but I also didn't. I didn't want to put you on the spot, right. you know, because we didn't talk about it beforehand, and I don't want you to be like, wait, I'm not ready. I, I you know, or whatever. So I was just secretly praying that you would ask me. <laughs> Well, thank you, Sarah. Thanks for being on the podcast. And um, you can find Sarah at Clarity Skincare Studio on Instagram. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. Thank you. If you are an acne specialist and you don't feel confident treating acne, you don't feel confident talking to new clients about the program, about how the products work, how to become compliant and, and change their lifestyle and diet, then you need to join the Confident Acne Specialist group coaching program that I offer. It's an eight-week group coaching program where there's a new topic every week that you learn. And then we have a Zoom group coaching call where we really go over the emotional side of being a business owner that people find so, so challenging, especially when you're new. We talk about consultations, client compliance, marketing, client boundaries, client retention, rebound acne, time management, business systems, and pricing. It's an eight-week group coaching program, and by the end of the eight weeks, I guarantee that you will, will be so much more confident in treating acne and your abilities as an esthetician. So if you're interested, you can go to theestheticiancoach.com forward slash group coaching. I can't wait to see you there.